Welcome to Unparalleled, a podcast about the future of risk management. I'm your host, Lori Solomon. Join us as we explore trending topics with some of the smartest, most forward-thinking leaders in the risk world. Today, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. We'll be having a question and answer session where I'm going to try and answer some of your biggest questions. We took to our email and social media and asked our listeners to submit some questions for me to answer. We have a very familiar voice that's going to be reading off the questions to me. You might recognize Deanne Backus from our last episode. Hey there, Deanne. Hey, Lori. Happy to be back. Well, I'm glad to have you. So, okay, go ahead and hit me with your first question. All right. Well, I know throughout this podcast, you've talked a lot about how the field of risk management today is vastly different than it has been in the past. But what are the main ways that risk management is different from the past? And why do you think that is? You know, I think this is probably a typical answer in a way, but everybody just continues to get more and more complexity in what they're doing. The amount of plates in the air just never seems to reduce. It only seems to increase. And I think that that idea of focusing on many things, many issues, many stakeholders all at the same time just continues to expand for risk executives. So complexity just never seems to go away. Another element which I feel like has added some complexity is just the immediate and electronic nature of just about everything we do now. Everything seems to be virtual. Everything is quick. I I know even in my own world now, you know, certainly there's text, there's email, there's phone, but there's options like Slack and even faster information and requests that are coming to me. So managing just the request level, the complexity of risk truly, and I think the virtual nature of everything we do on a virtually 24-7 basis, to me, has, has added to complexity from what it used to be. Making that change, I would agree. And especially wanting the answers right now. Yeah, I mean, that's never been a new thing. Everybody seems to want that, but (laughs) it's just the way folks are coming at you in different ways makes, makes that juggling process even more complicated, I think. Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, the next question we have is one that you and I both love to frequently talk about. And the question is, how can technology be used to enhance risk management practices? And what are some of the key tools and techniques that are available to us? You know, obviously, it's a good question. And it's it's one that that we struggle with, certainly here at LineSlip, because we're trying to find a great solution to these problems. But I really feel like the advent of more and better and faster technology has been able to give risk managers, risk executives, insights to their data, to their information, to their trends faster, better than it has been in the past. There is no doubt that my only tool working as a risk executive in my past life was Excel to analyze data and information 
and maybe my Remus platform. And pretty much full stop, that was it. The Remus platform was fantastic as far as it went, but it mostly was just simply a data bank for me to access information details of information, details of claims information, and perhaps exposure information, but not so much give me the kinds of insights that I was looking for. So I would take this this data and then simply have to manually maneuver it to try to get some kind of aha moment out of what it was telling me. Because really my objective always was to try to be strategic in terms of moving the ball forward, trying to do something new, different, better than what I was doing before. And getting to those insights faster, more technologically, with better data that I'm not having to type and key myself that's a dramatic difference for me. Uh, that is the reason that I joined Line Slip. I just really feel like this is the start of a new way for risk executives to manage their information. I would say in general, the tools offered to risk managers, though they are very definitely growing, are still relatively minimal. You know, Remus platforms exist and that has historically been the way to gather information that might be pertinent to decision making. But again, you know, this idea of helping to take that information and bring it to a storyline or, you know, a, a path that you can lead executives down to help their thinking. That, that is really still in the making in, in the risk manager space. And I feel like line slip is just a huge step into that space. Yes. And something we need so, so badly. Yeah. The time constriction and the administrative nature of so much of what risk executives are trying to do to get insights into their information. It's extensive. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, next up, we have another question, and it says, how can businesses strike the right balance between risk mitigation and risk taking? And what role does risk management play in achieving this balance? This is a great question. You know, to me, risk mitigation has always meant the reduction of risk, the prevention of risk, the proactive management of known risks that I am intentionally trying to minimize, knowing that they exist and knowing that they will likely come. Risk-taking can really only happen, in my mind, if risk mitigation is in place. So, if I have not done what's necessary to reduce and prevent proactively the known elements of risk, I think I'd be crazy to go ahead and take that risk, right? I, I would take that risk in, in my former company if I felt quite certain that there was process in place and that I felt safe taking some of that risk. I felt like it was a good gamble, a good bet. You know, when it comes to risk taking, though, I feel like you need good information so that you can lead a discussion to get buy-in from management, from executive leadership to take the risk. So you need data to be able to convince people 
and you need mitigation to be in place so that you can evidence that this might be a safe direction to go. So, I mean, to me, it's sort of like risk mitigation is a precursor to risk taking. And that is the balance that has to be made. Risk mitigation really has to be in place first, but secondarily, I need to be able to tell the story of risk mitigation, what I'm doing, how I've managed to help make changes or highlight the changes that the operations are making in in the company, then maybe measure those in some way, shape or form so that I'm able to tell a convincing story about the rationale for going ahead and taking more risk. Love it. Perfect. Thank you. So, Lori, throughout your career, you've had a lot of experience in leading teams of risk professionals. What are some of the tips that you have for managing a team of risk professionals and how can you set them up for success or how did you set them up for success? You know, this this is a, a multifaceted question for sure, and different managers, I'm sure, approach things differently. But to me, always, education was a primary ingredient here to really prepare folks to become risk professionals in their own right. And for me, education took the form of broad experiences, broad exposures, but really importantly, doing and not just watching. I really wanted uh, the folks in my department to have given the presentations, to have prepared for the discussions, to engage in the trips, to be in front of the underwriters and the brokers. And, you know, maybe they start off by having a, a smaller role, but they need to have ownership for the components that they are responsible for. And I, I really wanted to give them the opportunity to, to be there having the conversation with coaching beforehand, but there's nothing better than doing for learning. Watching just doesn't do the same thing. It's really important having had the experience and gaining the confidence that comes with being the one that's carrying the message, whether that's presenting internally, being in the conversation with an executive, having the direct dialogue with the underwriter or the broker. I really wanted folks on my team to have had that those experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, that reminds me of three learning techniques. You know, we hear it and we yeah. see it and we do it and we all learn more by doing it. So I highly agree with that. So even today, this seems like a common struggle for risk managers. A question we have to do, do you have any tips on how you can make senior leadership listen to what you have to say about risk management? Senior leadership is busy. <laughs> They've got a million people competing for their time. So the, the keys for me have always been probably provide a bullet quick summary of what I hope to discuss with them to get their mind around the issue and stay focused for the conversation. And then it's going to be a matter of sharing information visually on a piece of paper that they can look at with me that speaks directly to my point. Data is great for this. So if we have visualizations that help us show exactly what we're talking about, a picture is definitely worth a thousand words. And I think executives really appreciate our pre-work 
in pulling together our thoughts before we get to them. So I think anybody would be smart to, to give good thought to what they want to say, but it's really even a couple of steps further than that by maybe prepping them in advance of the discussion, but with a send ahead and then having something to put in front of them while we're talking so that they are clearly following the conversation and my visual is leading to the objective and the outcome that, that I'm really hoping for. Yeah, I love that too. Visualizing that trend and visualizing the outcome, I think, is easier to understand when you ha do have that visual. Yes, I agree. The next question that we have are, what are some of the most valued components from your career as a risk manager? There are a couple, and they're not necessarily the most obvious ones. For sure, I think people learn the most when they're just thrown into something. It's not exactly the most calming technique, can be a little nerve wracking, but it's amazing what you learn when you're just thrown into a situation with somebody or with a, a team and you really just have to fight your way through. And I think that happens to any good risk executive. You find yourself in a scenario you never expected and never anticipated. And then you have amazing learnings that come out of that. I'm sure COVID-19 was a big one for a lot of our risk manager partners. You know, one, one amazing learning opportunity for me when I first started my career with the Coca-Cola company where I headed risk management was the Atlanta Olympic Games. This goes all the way back to 1996, gives you a little idea of how long I've been around. But it's, you know, there was so much going on during that time here in Atlanta, and certainly for the Coca-Cola company. And I, I learned so much about the company, what our intentions were, how we function, how we operate, what was possible. And then there were all kinds of issues that developed out of that, out of that whole event. So that was an incredibly valuable setting experience for me at the company. And it was one of my earliest ones right in the beginning. A couple of others that come to mind for me, I did sort of short-term projects with, within the company. I was temporarily deployed to other areas on at least two occasions that I could think of now. One was I went overseas and I worked with one of the bottling operations for about a month or two and really helped them set up their risk management function as a new bottling operation. What, what an amazing learning experience that was for me and a great chance to get to know other people in the company, other areas of expertise, really see another segment of, of important functioning in, in the company I was working at. The second one was sort of a, a short-term project, an internship of, of sorts that I did with an entire other business segment at, at the company where I got to learn all about the fountain business of the Coca-Cola company. That was the starting point business for Coca-Cola fountain in the fountain world. And it just another chance for me to really learn elements of the, the operations of what happens and how it works 
And it's just so useful to have been in the operation side to really understand the functioning of your company in a real day-to-day basis if you're going to be the one who's going to try to protect and manage against risk there. Just operating from what somebody told you (laughs) is an awful lot different than having had the experience by spending time with the operators to really see on the ground level what they're dealing with. These were just some of the most impactful experiences I had. I would encourage any any risk executive to really spend some time truly understanding the operations and the functioning of the company, the business of the company, as opposed to just sort of trying to manage on the top line level. Yeah, I think by learning all facets of the business and the functions of each, the perspective that it provides, I think speaks volumes to what you just mentioned. You know, the knowledge gain that you get from seeing a different perspective of the company, you know, you never knew existed really adds value to that. That's it. That's it. I mean, there's really no other way for you to help solve somebody else's problems if you don't truly know and understand what those problems are. And living it for a period of time really gives better insight than, than anything you could do from your desk in your office. Right. Agreed. And now we're going to end it with another personal question. And this is just, you know, maybe a continuance of what we've just spoken about. But the question is, can you tell us more about your career as a risk manager? And (laughs) we would love to hear more about you, Lori. We are so lucky to have you. You're such a great wealth of knowledge. So, So share with us more about your career as a risk manager. Well, you are very kind, Deanne. You know, I, I loved my role in, in the risk world. I really, there were a number of reasons why I felt particularly suited to this role. You know, it's interesting. My background and my schooling was very liberal arts. I was what's called an American studies major. <laughs> and I think that that prepared me to to just simply graduate into the America, to, to, to the United States of America. So I, I didn't have a very technical background, but I, I certainly was versed in sort of communicating both in writing and orally, gathering information, summarizing thoughts, talking with different people. I just feel like that, that really served me well in, in my background. I feel like more than anything else, a really great risk manager is somebody who is curious, who is interested, asks good questions, is contemplative and, and insightful, and really makes an effort to engage with all of the components of their company. This is one of those areas where we really have reach into the entire organization. So there's interaction with finance, there's interaction with legal, there's interaction with technical, with operations, with logistics, with management. It, you know, it just sort of goes on and on. And it's it's important, even if you don't have the technical knowledge in all of those areas, and of course I did not, that I that I had the language skills to speak in a way that was universally understandable. That ability to communicate is just kind of a key. And I felt like my American studies background really helped me there. I would say, you know, my first real job out of college was working with the Travelers Insurance Company in Hartford, Connecticut. And I can't think of a better place to start 
than at a, a world known best in class insurance company to learn the product of the insurance industry. I know people come at this from different angles. I just felt like there was nothing better than being at a carrier to really understand what is the insurance product. I was not a cost center. I was in a public sales customer function and I had to understand my customers and I had to understand the product of my company and be able to talk about it. So I just feel like nothing set me up better to flip to the other side of the table and become the buyer instead of the seller. You know, the one area I never, I never really did was the brokerage side. I did serve in a risk consulting role for a few years as well. And I feel like that gave me a much more consultative approach. And maybe that's what really comes from the brokers who are truly advisors. But really having the knowledge of the product and then having the curiosity and the ability to speak to people in their own language so it makes sense and you're not speaking insurance ease, I feel like that's been, that was the key to my satisfaction as my risk manager and, and any success I had. Mm, love that. And you can tell that makes you so valuable to us. So we thank you, Lori, for sharing those thoughts. That is the last question. Well, thanks, Deanne, for reading off all the questions. Of course, thank you to our audience for sending in all these questions. We really tried to get to as many as we could. If we didn't get to your question, please feel free to reach out to us on social media and we will make every effort to answer. If this applies to anything else you may have in mind, please come forward and give us a sense for what that might be. I love having the platform to be able to answer any questions and would, would welcome the opportunity to engage with anybody else. Thanks so much, guys. We hope that today's episode was informative, relevant, and enlightening. If you like this episode, check out our other episodes and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Looking forward to having you join us again as we delve into the future of risk management. Music.